welcome to episode 37 of the Get More Sports Podcast. My name is Doug McCain. Thanks for rocking with us once again. On today's episode, we're talking the NFL. Antonio Brown has all but lost his mind already for the Oakland Raiders. He's got issues from his head to his toes, from his feet to his dome. And we're going to dive into all that and give you the latest with Antonio Brown and give you our thoughts about the future with Antonio Brown and the Oakland Raiders. And then we're going to talk some Dallas Cowboys Dak Prescott apparently has turned down a $30 million per year contract with the Dallas Cowboys. Give you our thoughts on that. Touch on the latest with Ezekiel Elliott and much more on this jam-packed episode of the Get More Sports podcast. But we're going to start things off with Antonio Brown, Mr. Big Chess. Look, when that move was made, you saw the turmoil in Pittsburgh. Last year in Pittsburgh, he refuses to go to a practice. He refuses to go to a practice a week before the biggest game of the season that was going to decide if the Pittsburgh Steelers were going to be in the playoffs. He doesn't go to that practice, misses the game, leaves games early, and then you saw he went on Facebook Live and he posted Mike Tomlin's locker room speech. Look, when, he, when you're a top three player like Antonio Brown is at his position, there's no debating that. He's in the conversation with the most dangerous, lethal, dynamic receivers in the NFL. But at some point, you have to consider the net benefits with Antonio Brown. And he's taking his drama, Mr. Big Chest, and business is not as booming as it once was. And he takes it in Oakland. And the first big thing is the feed. It's the cryogenic chamber. Look, athletes have used cryogenic chambers for a very long time. And the reason why it's convenient is that it expedites the healing process, and it does so in a short amount of time. Look, you've seen it. Guys get into ice baths. They're like, ah, you know, it hurts them because it's so ice cold, and you got to stay in it for 20 to, you know, 25 minutes. Not the cryogenic chamber. The cryogenic chamber, it's three minutes long. It does its job. It helps healing. It stops inflammation. But leave it to Antonio Brown to make his injury worse because he defies he defies what he was supposed to do, and he goes in there with socks, damp socks, that is, and you saw his feet. His feet are absolutely disgusting, okay? We're talking worse than Dumb and Dumber feet. Worse than Harry's feet and Dumb and Dumber and worse than Jim Carrey. I mean, that thing was absolutely revolting. So that's issue number one. And look, it was a mistake. It, it's reflective of how defiant he can be, how he does not listen. But now it, this story takes a turn for the worse, now he is apparently going to consider retiring if the NFL does not allow him to use the helmet that he's used for 10 years. And he's saying, hey, he's not saying let's work this out, let's find a compromise. He's saying, no, I'm going to retire. Antonio Brown is acting like a petulant child in this situation. My man went from charismatic, fun, entertaining. It was kind of cute for a while, likable. To now, this guy is a lunatic. He's insane. And just looking into the issue, more into the issue with Antonio Brown's helmet. So Antonio Brown's helmet, he skipped practice. He comes to the practice, and he's wearing this helmet that was made 10 years ago. It was a shoot helmet, a shoot helmet that he's been wearing for 10 years ago. Only problem 
is that the NOCSAE refuses to re- to certify helmets that are older than 10 years. So Peter King also reports that the NFL regulations require individual helmets to be worn for no more than 10 years before being replaced. So Brown's helmet is doubly against the rules. One, it's not a certifiable helmet anymore. And then two, it's also been used for more than 10 years. So naturally in that 10-year span, the, the foam, everything is going to reduce. And it's just an unsafe helmet. And I'm saying, what are you thinking, Antonio Brown? I mean, what, what just because it's lighter? Because it's not. It's not lighter. It's not safer. And this is a guy who got rocked by Perfect a couple years ago. And he understands how severe a head injury can be. And I just don't see what this is about because, look, you, you, is he, are you going to stick it to the man? I mean, you're gonna, are you going to not wear your seatbelt next? I mean, look, seatbelts didn't come into effect as a federal law until 1968, okay? Automobiles were around way earlier than that. And you didn't see people saying, oh, I'm not going to wear my seatbelt. This sounds like a stupid idea. Because why was the point of the seatbelt? was to make you safer. It was to extend your life expectancy. And that's really the whole idea here. And this is not an issue of the NFL and the powers that be that are trying to say, oh, we want power over you. No, it is for the good of the game. But he refuses to do it. I mean, he might as well put a uh, put a big thing of Tupperware on his head and get on a motorcycle and slap on a dot sticker and say that it's a certified helmet because what did he do next? This is where this is where it really shows how off the deep end Antonio Brown has got in recent months and years. So he gets kicked out of practice because he has his shoot helmet, and what does he do? He comes back in that helmet painted Raiders colors. He comes back with a Microsoft paint looking like a little art project, something that a kindergartner had done, and they're like, Antonio, you've got to be kidding me. Just look at the timeline here. Michael Silver, Raiders reporter, he reports on Twitter, quote, the following day, Brown showed up in Alameda and acted like nothing had happened, accepting the new helmet from an equipment manager without protest and completing the workout. He goes on to say, however, sometime in the next couple of weeks, Brown once again tried to take the field with his old helmet, which he had since repainted with colors approximating but not completely mimicking the Raiders' silver and black design. He goes on to say, he was told the helmet was not allowed, and once again he was acquiesced and wore the new model. Before Brown arrived at training camp last month, coaches and teammates believed the issues had been resolved, but Brown, who practiced on his old, uh, on his tender feet for only two days before leaving Napa to seek another opinion, tried yet again to sneak his old helmet onto the practice field, ultimately being told by team officials to remove it. So basically, what you're seeing here, new team, same AB. New uniforms, the the black and yellow is now silver and black, and it's the same issues, and we have not played one regular season game. He has not appeared in one preseason game, and you've already had 
arguing with the coaches and OTAs over a helmet that it's not the Raiders' fault. The Raiders didn't make these rules. Trust me, they're the Raiders. If the Raiders could break a rule, if they could let you play with your old helmet, they would do it. I'm pretty sure they wouldn't care, right? And then you follow it up with painting an old helmet to look like a new version. So now it's not against Antonio Brown in the NFL. Now when you do that, you're insulting the Raiders, and it becomes Antonio Brown versus the Raiders and the NFL because you're being deceptive. And I just get, I just don't get it. I don't understand why he thinks this is a good idea. This is the same guy that thinks that doing – $500 cameos, and he's charging $500 to wish people happy birthdays in the offseason. A, a guy that already is paid very well. I want you guys to see this. Check this out. Play the clip. Happy 38th birthday. And I hear it's your second anniversary wedding. I hear you've been working really hard as a defense attorney, and your birthday is here. Happy birthday. We celebrate you today. Hope your birthday is booming. So this is a guy that also is being one of the very few guys to get a foot infection in a cryogenic chamber. Look, I'm telling you, this guy just makes bad decision after bad decision. And now he's filing a grievance against the NFL over the helmet. Says he won't play if he's not allowed. I don't think that's going to be the case. This is a guy who's not going to throw $40 million down the drain. So if you're the Oakland Raiders in this situation, and if you're the NFL in this situation, you don't even have a conversation with Antonio Brown. You do not even entertain the idea of allowing him to play with that old shoot helmet and look, he wants to play in that old shoot helmet. Well, this offseason, he's doing nothing but shooting himself in the foot, literally, <laughs> almost, and figuratively, because what Antonio Brown has been doing has been very laughable. It's been comical, and he needs to get it together. And another thing I want to talk about with the Antonio Brown situation is John Gruden. So John Gruden, he's been out of the league for a decade, comes back to the Oakland Raiders in a situation that did not look very favorable. They didn't have a great roster. Their their team is in flux. They're moving to Vegas. So a lot of people wondering, will John Gruden work out? And John Gruden has come to the defense of Antonio Brown. Here's John Gruden talking about Antonio Brown, Mr. Big Chest, and his issues with the helmet and the feet. Check it out. You know, there's been a lot of reports out there. I can't say I agree with all of them. Uh, certainly, but I support this guy. You know, I think that's what needs to be said. I don't know um, what anybody's writing or what anybody thinks, but this, this foot injury wasn't his fault. You know, this was a total accident. It really wasn't his fault, and it's a serious injury. I know some people are smarting at it, but it's really not a laughing matter. The guy is, 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 was hurt. He was innocent. He didn't do anything wrong, and the helmet thing is a personal matter to him. You know, he has a strong feeling about uh, what he's worn on his head, and we're supporting him. And I hear everyone saying, oh, that's great. That's going to go well in the locker room, right? All the guys say, oh, he's got our boys back. That's going to go well. And I'm saying, no, it's not going to go well. Because if you're John Gruden, you take a stance against a player that's going to appear. I think that's going to backfire in the locker room, potentially. I hear people saying that's good for the locker room because he's loyal and he has his guys back. But to me, it's saying, hey, this guy can do whatever he wants, and he can, he can, he can – 
promote and facilitate this circus-like atmosphere here, but when will enough be enough? Because at some point with Antonio Brown, enough becomes enough, and when you have this kind of drama already starting and percolating this early on in his, t- in his career with the Oakland Raiders, it's only going to be a matter of time. I gave you my top 10 receivers in the NFL. I had Antonio Brown in the top three. But look, Antonio Brown, you have to get it together. The Oakland Raiders, they are tailor-made for hard knocks. The hard knocks TV ratings have been through the roof. And look for this episode to be another big-time ratings bonanza. Business will be booming for someone, and that's going to be HBO in this situation. So get it together, Antonio Brown. Get it together, Oakland Raiders. And now we're going to talk about the Dallas Cowboys and specifically a Mr. Rain Dakota Prescott, a.k.a. Dak Prescott. Did you guys know that was his real name? It's Rain Dakota Prescott. A Mr. Dak Prescott, he made headlines over the weekend as it was reported by Michael Lombardi of The Athletic that he turned down a deal that would pay him approximately $30 million per year. And Dak Prescott, he could become an unrestricted free agent next offseason under his current contract that is set to pay him $2.025 million in base salary this season. This according to Michael Lombardi of The Athletic. So apparently Dak Prescott... He's, he's betting on himself. Dak Prescott is betting on himself, and he's willing, into, he's willing to go into this season without a contract, without a potential deal that could give him $30 million per year. Now, before everyone jumps on Dak Prescott and says, hey, you're turning down a deal that could give you $30 million per year, that's a lot of coin for a quarterback that hasn't thrown for more than 23 touchdowns in his career. That's a lot for a quarterback that's only gone one and two in the playoffs, but we don't know the specifics of the contract. And when it comes to the NFL contracts, you know it's all about guaranteed money. It's all about guaranteed money with your NFL contracts, and we do not know what it is for him because guaranteed money-wise, look, who knows? Is it something like Carson Wentz? Got Carson Wentz, he leads the league in guaranteed money. He's due to make about $107.9 million in guarantees. Russell Wilson at $107 million. Matt Ryan, Matty Ice getting $100 million. And then Aaron Rodgers, $98.2 million. So it's all about that guaranteed money. Now the question is, the question is, the $30 million question, is Dak Prescott worth that much coin? In my opinion, I do not think he's worth that much coin. And if I'm Dak Prescott, I would be reluctant to take a salary like that. Look, get your money. If you can secure that bag, sure. But you have to see what his priorities are. Because I personally think, and this is not a slight to Dak Prescott, but like I said, we bring our facts to the fight here. And when you're 16th, 17th in quarterbacks in touchdowns, you haven't uh, thrown more than 23 touchdowns in your career Also, 67 career touchdowns to 25 interceptions. And if you look at that, yes, he can get some on the ground. Yes, he can get some on the ground. But he also is second in the NFL in getting sacked. And that's behind a monstrous offensive line in Big D. 
And I'm telling you, I don't think that Dak Prescott realizes that if you take that $30 million annual salary, you take that big guaranteed deal with the Dallas Cowboys, they're not going to be able to put a team around you to succeed. Because look, I'm telling you, if you're the Dallas Cowboys, you can find another quarterback that can throw 10 to 15 yard slants and hand the ball off to Ezekiel Elliott because that is their offense. That is what they do in Dallas. Really, it's all about that offensive line. Dak Prescott isn't a guy that has that kind of arm talent that's going to make plays like Russell Wilson. One of the worst deep ball throwers in the league as far as the numbers go for Dak Prescott. One of the worst deep ball throwers in the league as far as his touch is concerned. He doesn't throw a great deep ball. And really, yes, he's mobile, but he's not Michael Vick mobile. He's not what I think I saw with Kyler Murray, where he's very quick and agile. Yes, if he gets going with a full head of steam, he can pick up a first down or two. But we know that's not going to win you a Super Bowl in the NFL. That's not going to win you a Super Bowl today. And look, if you're if you're his people, if you're his people, you're looking at his quarterback rating. His overall quarterback rating in over three season, that rests about 96. He's sitting at 96. In comparison, you got to throw the comparison of Tony Romo. He finished with a a career QBR at 97.1. But look, I'm telling you, that is very inflated. That is very inflated with the style of offense they run in Dallas. And also a 67.8 completion percentage, 23 touchdown passes to four interceptions. But a lot of those throws, they go to those slant routes. They go to those intermediate routes. So I'm telling you, if I'm the Dallas Cowboys, I focus on, hey, if I'm going to pay a guy $30 million a year to be a quarterback and totally reset the market for quarterbacks, he has got to be elite. You do not have to be desperate with Dak Prescott. Remember, Dak Prescott fell into their laps. They had no expectations for Dak Prescott. They drafted him in a later round and they didn't he wasn't some shoe in to be a lock yes he has has been a a pleasant surprise for Dallas but I'm telling you if he does not want to take a team friendly deal you let him walk I don't think there's a lot of teams out there that are going to pay Dak Prescott elite quarterback money QB1 elite money I don't think you're you're going to see a lot of teams that are out there they're going to give him a Matt Ryan type deal and his people are apparently saying, look, Matt Ryan's getting this kind of money. Why isn't Dak Prescott? But look, Matt Ryan's a four-time pro bowler with a league MVP and a Super Bowl appearance on his resume. He doesn't have those. Dak Prescott is one in two. And yes, the thing about Dak Prescott, if you're looking at the pros, he has played all 48 games. He's played, he's played 48 uh uh, games last two years in a row, 48 consecutive games. He's very durable as a quarterback, but I just don't think that he's worth that type of money. But uh, that's where I sit on Dak Prescott. I really would focus in on getting Ezekiel Elliott paid. I would give Ezekiel Elliott that money. We're going to talk about that in a second here, getting that defense down. Because if you're Dak Prescott and you're trying to call these Cowboys a bluff, you could easily go into this season have a down year, throw eight. Can you imagine if you're Dak Prescott and you said no to this $30 million deal? Ezekiel Elliott doesn't play. They're counting on Alfred Morris to get you plays. And really, you could you could really be at an all-time low. You could throw for 12 touchdowns. The, the Cowboys could have a disastrous year. And Dak Prescott could hit the open market, and it would cost him a lot of money. Don't go the route of Le'Veon Bell, okay? Take that bag while it's there 
and really secure it because I'm telling you, $30 million for Dak Prescott to me feels like an overpay. And before we get into Ezekiel Elliott and his current contract holdout, we're going to give you our Get More Sports Fact of the Day. And the fact of the day is about why does the NFL, why does football have 11 players? And it dates all the way back to 1869. So in 1869, the first ever football game between Princeton and Rutgers, there were 25 players on each side. So 25 players on each side. You're talking about 50 players on a play. And then Yale's Walter Camp, he standardized the rules and he made it 11 on 11. And it was simply because soccer had 11 and cricket had 11. So he's like, hey, works for those sports. We're going to roll with 11. So that is exactly why football goes with 11. Thanks to Walter Camp. You know, Walter Camp, really one of the pioneers of football. But we're going to talk about Ezekiel Elliott. Ezekiel Elliott, he's still holding out, and I am all for it. Ezekiel Elliott, the, the, the idea is what kind of deal should he get? And the deal he should get is if I'm Ezekiel Elliott, I'm, I'm, I'm folding my shoulders, shrugging my shoulders, and I'm just saying, hey, pay me like an elite running back. Play, pay me like one of the best running backs in the NFL because that is what I am. If you look at the franchise tag this year, it's about $11.2 million for running backs. And really, I think he deserves something in the 15 to $20 million range because he has the leverage. I know you'll hear people screaming, hey, the running back position has been devalued over the years, but not for the Cowboys. Not for the Dallas Cowboys that run an offense reminiscent of the Emmitt Smith type of offense where you got short intermediate passage with a really strong dose of a running game. And if I'm Ezekiel Elliott, he's got the leverage and he is using it. And according to his agent, he's seriously considering missing games this season. And then Jerry Jones is saying it's a marathon and not a sprint. Here's Jerry Jones talking about Ezekiel Elliott and the current contract situation. Play the clip. One of the dilemmas at running back is that the league knows that uh, you can win Super Bowls and not have the Emmett Smith back there or not have Zeke back there. Consequently, when we are looking and putting Zeke's contract in place, we've got to realize that the ultimate goal is to win the Super Bowl. And so you've got to do all of the things along with having Zeke that allow you to have other players so that you can win the Super Bowl. So if I'm Ezekiel Elliott, I sat back and I'm in Mexico. He's probably having a good old time in Mexico. And I'm watching that first season, first preseason game where Jerry Jones was talking about Pollard, the, the running back they brought in. He had 16 yards. He had 16 yards in a preseason game. You got Alfred Morris, a vet. He's not going to do Ezekiel Elliott-type stuff. And they need to swallow their pride. The Dallas Cowboys, Jerry Jones and company, they need to swallow their pride and they need to pay Ezekiel Elliott or it will not end well for this Dallas Cowboys. And really, I don't see them with any chance of competing for a Super Bowl or even a division title without Ezekiel Elliott. I guarantee that without Ezekiel Elliott, he's the most dynamic part of their offense. 
He had led the league in carries last year, over 1,400 yards. He can do it all. And bottom line is Todd Gurley totally reset the market. Todd Gurley, he signed a four-year, $57.5 million deal, including $21.9 million fully guaranteed. Le'Veon Bell, his, his holdout, he held out for an entire season uh, for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and then he got a $52.5 million bag from the Jets with $27 million guaranteed. So Ezekiel Elliott, you are you don't take a back seat to Todd Gurley, and you definitely don't take a back seat to Le'Veon Bell, so you hold out. Look, this is the NFL. They have cut guys with multiple years under contract. Yes, being a Dallas Cowboy is great for your brand, but at the end of the day, you have the leverage. You're that good. And I'm telling you, I I am all for I would be very disappointed in Ezekiel Elliott if he doesn't hold out. If he does not get what he wants, yes, you can meet in the middle a little bit, but if you're not paid as an elite guy, if, the, if you sustain an injury in this dangerous time with CTE and the way they work him, it's not just that he's a great running back, it's the workload that they put on him, and that's why they owe him this money. And you've got to be saying, hey, I, I actually deserve to be paid like an elite player because the numbers show that I'm elite at my position. The numbers don't do that for Dak Prescott. 23 touchdowns does not do that for Dak Prescott, okay? So if I'm Ezekiel Elliott, I stand pat, I hang back, I'm in Mexico sipping margaritas, doing with chilling by the beach, I'm staying in shape, but the bottom line is the dollar's for him, he's performing at a lever. I mean, over 4,000 yards, over 4,000 yards and almost 1,200 receiving yards, okay? When you get that kind of production, you can make those kind of demands. If you're Ezekiel Elliott, stand pat. You're going to get your money. Jerry Jones, unless, unless Jerry Jones is as incompetent as some of us kind of tend to believe, there's a reason why they only have a handful of playoff wins since winning a Super Bowl in 1996. But we're going to find out what does this organization in Dallas prioritize. But that's where I stand on Ezekiel Elliott. Stay in Mexico. Enjoy it. It's beautiful this time of year. And then, hey, if they call, they give you the money you want, get on that first plane to Dallas and start the season. Because they're going to learn very quickly in Dallas that without Ezekiel Elliott, they're not an elite club. They're not even close to being a Super Bowl contender without Ezekiel Elliott. So that's where I stand on that. Lots of NFL stuff coming this week. Big week for the show. Again, special thanks to our man Clipper Daryl and the Real Sign Guy. Shout out to them. They told me over the weekend they went back and listened to some of the back episodes. I thought that was cool. But thanks again for rocking with us. Really cool having those guys on the show. Going to land some more guests down. Hopefully uh, for this week we'll see what happens. But but uh, definitely look forward to that. But uh, thanks again for rocking with us here on the Get More Sports Podcast. You can find me on Twitter at DMAC underscore LA. Check out GetMoreSports.com for the video part of the podcast. But thanks again. Have a great rest of your Monday, and I'm out.